here we are again, not exactly radio, back at you with another episode. Uh, with me, of course, yeah, your host, sorry, <laughs> just went poop brain for a second. <laughs> with me, your host, Benny K, and... Tony. Just Tony. Just Tony. Yes, here we are, and we have uh, a special guest with us today. He is special. Very special. He actually helps us out a lot with our art art stuff, because... We're bad at art, but he's good at art. Mm-hmm. Like he's real good at art. Like if he, you could look at art. He's good at. He's good at art. I mean, I'm only good at saying my butt is gonna fall out of my ass. That's and it's awesome so, every like, time. Um, after that, we need other people to uh, fill in the gaps with the talent. Definitely, and this is where he comes in. This is exactly where he comes in. Uh, we have Mister Christopher Davis with us in the little studio today. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I know sometimes you know, the thing about Chris is that he doesn't like pictures being taken of him or or uh, any sort of attention drawn to himself. So it was kind of good that we got him here, uh, at least to record his voice. And he probably still hates that. I mean, I will later. Yeah, he will. <laughs> when I hear it, he's never gonna listen. To, he's never gonna listen to this episode ever. Oh, I avoid it. I, I sympathize with that. I don't listen to half of them because I like, <laughs> don't feel like listening to myself you, this week. You guys. I need you guys to do. I need. Fee- we need feedback. <laughs> well, I need. I need my co-host. The, the week. Or the other host. The week. I don't feel like listening to it. I put it on mute on Spotify, so we still get those listens. <laughs> I just play it on mute. See, that's how you make your money, folks. <laughs> you fucking just spam your own shit the whole time. Like, there's been a couple weeks where I'm like. All right, but I gotta listen, so I'm just gonna deal with hearing my voice. And then five minutes in, I'm like, no, that, like, guy, that guy's an idiot. That's and I just hit me. We're done here. That's it. We're done. We're done with that. So thank you, Chris, for joining us. I appreciate you coming out of your turtle shell and uh, doing something the recorded variety on the other side of it, because you're usually on the on the other side where you're editing and whatnot. Yeah, delighted. Delighted. So, so I'm probably boosting your confidence. Sounds so like a hard. man delighted. <laughs> And delighted to be here christopher davis he picked out an awesome album for us but before we get into that we got to talk about new music that we heard uh that we want you to listen to so chris let's start with you chris what is a new song that you want people to listen to new right album, now new song new sweet anything so uh ian brown has a new album out and uh the song would be from chaos to harmony okay um, i'm not sold on the album but like that's a pretty solid song from it so it's good to have him back too he's been out for a while so nice dig it what does uh ian play oh like what does he play yeah like what genre oh, so he just, oh, oh yeah genre. that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> i was like well he plays with himself a mostly musical genre. yes um <laughs> He's from, like, the Stone Roses. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. So this is his solo thing. Okay. Dig it. Nice. That's going to be pretty cool. Get that to listen to. Tony, what you got? Uh, I've been listening to uh, ragtime, like, just player pianos. Like, oh. the kind of shit that's playing when you're, like, in a saloon bar fight. Right. Yeah, like, for sure. West. Yeah. yeah oh, that kind. Yeah, I thought... Like, I... player pianos where it's just playing the, the jig while everybody's... No. Piany. No, they're called player pianos. Oh. No, piano. <laughs> Is that Yosemite Sam quote? Bugs Bunny? Never mind. Fuck it. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, so. <laughs> thanks for stepping all over this bit. I'm going to move on. I'm really. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's your I turn. Didn't, I didn't know. What was, this, what was the song you never even said it was? I just. Oh, that was listen it. Listen to player piano music. Oh. I'm clearly not. <laughs> 
I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was a bit. <sighs> Anyways, I'm sorry. I like yeah, to ruin. I, I played all these straight. That's my problem. That's it. I'm just like, well, yeah, you mean peony? So I like decided I've been to. fucking with you for how many years and you still <laughs> just like let me just that's straight me. face say shit. And you're like, what? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> definitely me. Like, that's me. Like, I see you like the point goes over my head, that kind of thing where I'm just watching it. And I'm just like, what is that? Is that something I should? Anyways, Jesus Lord. Anyways, my new song that I, I'd like people to listen to. Uh, KG Elephant came out with some new music. Uh, I'm not sure when that new album is dropping. I should know. And I pro- pro- the info is probably out there, too. But they came out with a song called Ready to Let Go. Uh, heard that song. Love everything that they bring, that they do. Uh, even like, like it's so how they're versatile uh, going from their first album all the way to this newer one. Uh, so I think it's another good art of work done by KG Elephant. So I think, uh, check it out. Ready to Let Go. Yeah. There's some new songs for you. Listen to that shit. Like, KG Elephant is all-time dumb band name. Good music. Like, yeah, they're definitely in that Hall of Fame. But still, like, unlike Hoobastank, Hoobastank, <laughs> don't you dare talk about Hoobastank over there. <laughs> don't you That's, do that. Just We're gonna tell them. grandkids about that, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, dad has to go into the home, or granddad <laughs> has to go to the home. He thinks a band named Hoobastank existed." <laughs> Hoobastank, probably like later on in life when we're old, Hoobastank's going to be some weird sex position <laughs> that our grandkids are going to be like, yeah, I did three Hoobastanks gave, last I, night. I gave that bitch the Hoobastank. <laughs> bitches love the Hoobastank. God, that's grandkids. Don't you dare bring up that band. Excuse me, granddad? <laughs> did you say something about, ew, you and grandma did the Hoobastank? <laughs> oh my God, that's... That's fucking future's looking good, folks. Anyways, okay, so let's go on to this. <laughs> let's go on to this. Uh, Chris suggested the album Thirteen by the band Blur. Now, uh, to get you familiar with the band Blur, I think everyone knows the song, song number two. Am I correct with this assumption? Well, obviously Chris does because he told us about this band. I mean, like you, I feel like you can't not have heard it on the radio exactly. at some point in your life. So. I'm playing it underneath what we're talking about right now, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, song number two. Woo-hoo! I'll let the song do it. that one? Yeah, it's that one. It's that one. <laughs> when I was younger, my friend's dad was like, if you keep dressing like that, you're going to end up listening to stuff like this instead. Bad like, Oh, I like that. <laughs> I was like, like, cool, man. That's great. <laughs> Like, I don't know what that means, but, like, okay. Like, I don't know what that Adults and their threats. Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Weird statement, Dad. (laughs) Weird statement, Dad. But we're talking about the song. We're talking about the album 13. Now, this is kind of a surprising album because I didn't know that the blur had more than one song uh and that's me that's not my bad as a person that as a person that uh, listens to music a lot and i didn't know they had you know like 13 albums actually they're still even doing they don't shit have now, 13 right? albums. well they have a lot of albums chris i was exaggerating it's called an exaggeration but they're still doing shit right now right um, I say so they, they, 15? they broke up um not like officially but um kind of thing Things escalated and um, they just kind of stopped hanging out and making music. <laughs> well, that's the thing about this. Yeah, like Tony said, there was an album that came out in 2015. Yeah, ish. Uh, no, that's right. Ish. Okay, I mean, sorry, not ish. Fuck the ish. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm just everywhere. You were today. accurate in your statement. I was, but like the thing about this album is like this was going on while there was like some serious tension within that band. Right. This is like that 
peak of the turmoil, I, I guess you could say, because Graham eventually kind of unofficially got booted out of the band okay. shortly after because he had some alcohol. Yeah, issues. I was going to say, because one of them had uh, an issue with substance abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... Well, alcohol. Yeah. Well, it still counts as a substance. No, I mean, like, um, Damon had heroin issues, if I'm not... Oh, yeah, because that... Okay, we'll get into that, too. There's a song yeah. on there. Um, we'll talk about yeah, that yeah. in a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, this 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 album kind of wraps up, uh, like, how... Kind of how they weren't... It, it seemed like this album came out when they didn't seem ready to be in the limelight as far as, like, being uh, popular music. Because it seems like I think like they finally had a couple studio albums that like hit a little bit, and then this one came out and they didn't know how to handle it, and I feel like everything kind of uh, not fell apart, but it kind of like showed the tension there. And I knew I know there was like some time uh, with this album that uh, they were doing shows and like I forgot which I think it was like the bassist was like playing a wrong note, and then uh, the lead singer. What's the lead singer's name? Damon Albarn. Damon Albarn. Thank you. I fucking suck at names. Was like mad at him. Like visually, you could see him on stage being mad at this guy for playing the notes wrong. <laughs> it's totally possible. I feel like Alex is kind of a cocky type. So. Well, there we are. Uh, but yes, this album is their. S- <laughs> this album was their sixth album. It was actually released twenty years ago, uh, a couple days ago. I know. I was talking about that with a coworker today. Fucking was weird. I was like, I'm gonna be doing a podcast about about an yeah, album that's older it, than you are. Right? <laughs> Shit, dude. He's like, wait, you're thirty. I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, you can go fuck yourself. That's what you should have told him there, and then punch him in the face. Wow. Punch him in his little kid face. Hell yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah. fight. Fucking Let's fight our coworkers. Kids. I did start calling the child after. Fair enough. Fair enough. Exactly. Well, only- radio, hundred percent for fighting your coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> Please fight your coworkers. If it can crawl, it can brawl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Wait, there's baby coworkers somewhere. Absolutely. I want to fight those coworkers. <laughs> fight baby. Those probably the easiest to fight, really. Oh, also, what's with people throwing cheese at babies? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Like, I just, I literally just saw someone do it on Facebook. Like, someone eat that the I know. the cheese, damn it! Yeah. We're throwing it. Or maybe the baby's like not mad about it and it's just like. Fuck yeah. There's well, cheese. I think that's why they're doing that's it. Probably at the why. same time, that's eating cheese. Eating it cheese. Eating cheese. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Fuck babies. Uh, <laughs> I meant fuck them up. Jesus Christ. What? Wow. Wow, Jesus. Our lawyer is giving us a call. Yeah. It's on the phone right now. I didn't mean... God, fuck that's you guys. cool that you guys have lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> we don't. It's ourselves. <laughs> well, we represent ourselves in court. <laughs> me when I put on a suit. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, but anyway, so back to this album. Do you guys know why they labeled, uh, labeled this album or named this album 13? Uh, to be honest, I don't. <laughs> oh, it's because there's 13 tracks on the album. Oh, dang. Yeah. I know Graham tried to use, like, in, or tried, oh, boo 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 words. Um, tried using, like, 13 chords, too. Okay, I was... Throughout wa- the album? I don't, it wasn't for a song. <laughs> well, yeah, I was <laughs> 13 chords for a song. Well, at the same time, I could see how, since this was kind of like a tension, uh, tension-filled album... Uh, that I could see them using the name 13 as like a uh, a symbolic thing where it's just oh, like so bad like, luck. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. so, because like, I think you mentioned it before, uh, lead singer, dude's name? Damon Olbarn. You're going to just keep saying his name. I hope you're cool with that. He just broke up with yeah. his girl. <laughs> he just broke up. Him and his girlfriend, uh, Justine, something from the Elastics, they just broke up. Elastica. Elastica. God damn it. You're welcome. <laughs> I did my research, I promise. No, it's, it's I just so cool. don't know how to read, <laughs> apparently. But... Wait. We can edit this out. Justine from... Elastica. All right, cool. Cool. So we'll just use that. <laughs> yep. Except for the part where I just explained what happened. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it all in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's how this plays rolls. So, 
Um, when you make the lie that the mistakes are part of the charm, then you don't need to edit out the mistakes anymore. Yeah, there you go. Boom. So Nobody's told us that the mistakes are charming, but we decided they're charming. (laughs) We decided that they are fucking charming as shit. Anyways, going going into this album also, they decided to go with a different producer on this one, where they used to go with, uh, what was his name? Street. I don't know his first name. Steven Street. Steven Street into William Orbit. Mm -hmm. Fucking, that's kind of... Which I found interesting, because Street does worked with bands like he worked with smith the cranberries worked with uh blur here hmm. um produced hits with bands um and then when they wanted to get away from their brit pop sound they went with william orbit william orbit and his more common like his biggest name that he worked extensively with was michael jackson or not michael jackson madonna madonna he also did a michael jackson and queen track that's why okay well that's yeah but it's just weird that they moved into more of a psychedelic experimental alt rock sound with more of a guy that's used to doing pop well that's the thing about this whole thing it's it it's kind of funny that his name is orbit when a lot of this kind of sounds like something i don't know it has like a space well, sort yeah, of it's very like artsy kind of ambient almost i mean um, would you say it's like blur going blur goes to space like if there was an episode like if blur was instead a prestige television show this is the season where they go to space so very specific but carry on <laughs> <laughs> yes but like they're going to space here and that's why they were produced by a guy named orbit bam because it is spacey compared yeah, to their other and- stuff I mean, it's spacey in the sense that I think everybody feels a bit lost at this point in their lives. They've probably hit about 30 or so at this point. Um, again, Damon's, like, eight-year relationship was coming apart. Um, Graham had alcohol issues, and I feel like everybody was just... It seemed like they were just kind of lost at this point, but at the same time, they're still riding a wave of success. Um, they They had early success, and I think at this point... There's a there's a documentary coincidentally with the name No Distance Left to Run, which is obviously it's a track on the album. Yeah, but, one of the singles. Um, but like the the quote was kind of, you know, they gave up, you know, having like this teenage girl kind of fan base to just be like, fuck it, we're gonna do something, whatever we want, you know, what we feel and all that kind of stuff. So it was it was a very honest kind of album. Actually, it may may have even started. It kind of started with their self titled before that which song two was on, mm-hmm. but like they did get kind of like um, alternative rock versus Britpop. So, and that just kind of escalated from that. That's kind of funny. Cause like you can hear different, I feel like you could hear different genres besides the two that you just named in this album. Oh, it's like, yeah, oh, like, yeah, totally. Like they're writing that kind of, I mean, not writing anything, but like there's break beats were popular at the time and things like that. And mm-hmm. the, that kind of like electronic kind of thing, but they do it. But when they, when they, incorporated it into their album it wasn't just standard electronic stuff it was very experimental and then graham's guitars over the top of it right and like just a lot of those like lead guitar parts like they're just weird and in your face but at the same time they're um melancholy there's a lot of like melancholy but it's intense right yeah i would say it's like it's a weird yeah like a weird sadness like well yeah you said that melancholy um yeah (laughs) Because a lot of those songs, like they, they either they build up to something, or they come down, or they they finish, and then there's just like little small tracks at the end of some of them, mm-hmm. and those tracks it's just kind of like you, I don't know, like like a 
a come down kind of moment. Like you just kind of mellow out. Like you just went through something and now you're here. But there's no direction. And without that direction, again, implying that sort of like lost feeling, I think, I, I, I may be reading too much into it because no, I can't speak for it, but that's no. my interpretation of right. it. So. I, well, that's the thing about music, too. I mean, you can, it's always left up to interpretation. Right. It doesn't matter what there is. Um, but, yeah, that, wow, that kind of nailed it. And I want to kind of go into that in a little bit when you talk about, like, the little uh, moments in between songs where it's, like, it's not its own song itself, but, like, uh, like you said, like a come down moment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, first of all, um, let me think here. Let's Let's look at this. Look at this album. It's 13 tracks, 66 minutes long, something like that. Almost there. Not something that Tony likes. He does not like anything over 60 minutes. He kind of hates you for picking this album. Kind of hates. Sorry, I don't understand. No, I like it. A, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, but it is long. Um, but there is something interesting that they do with these longer pieces. Like if you even look at the tracks along with their the the, it's really ambitious for. A band that doesn't like a non-metal band to write a seven-minute song, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah, they did it three times on here, and yeah. it's three of the stronger tracks. But it's interesting. It feels like it's kind of like a balancing act, spreading those longer tracks in yeah. between all of that. And I feel like, in a way, it kind of arranges everything oh. like into different acts. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think oh, everything man. between Tender and Battle belong together. Battle. Between caramel and battle belong together. Caramel and the rest all belong kind of together. That is insane. I just had like you just well you just like show me the light of what's going on there. Like that's how I see it. Right. No. What they're doing there. Fucking a. I agree because like if you look at how this album is broken down, what you said was absolutely correct. Tender. You start off. Uh, that song is about uh, his his recent breakup with a with a girlfriend. Uh, so. Like, it's kind of cool that it went into Tender and it says, it says like, oh, baby, oh, why did you... Like, it's almost like saying, like, why did this happen? I, I love you and I miss you. And then Battle uh, kind of talks about, like, the tension we were talking about between the bandmates and how they're, like, kind of that fucking fighting each other. And then and then going into Caramel or Caramel, however you want to say it. Uh, caramel? 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 There's, there's, yeah. There, there's, Fine. What, do Brits say Caramel? No, there's just two A's in it, you weirdo. <laughs> People say caramel. But anyways, it's, fuck you guys. It's definitely caramel. In this <laughs> caramel. Uh, caramel talks about heroin. Somebody can correct me later. But... <laughs> anyways, caramel talks about heroin. So that kind of like hits on all three points that we were talking about earlier with the broken, the brokenheartedness, the tension, and then the drugs that are all happening, all the problems mm. that are going on with this band during this album. And I feel like they fucking, I don't know, they just nailed this whole thing. Nailed it all. Um, yeah, and the funny part too is I it doesn't feel like it was intentional. They just they just went for it, mm-hmm. and there were issues with people showing up to the studio or not showing up and things like that. So mm-hmm. it 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 came together in a broken way, it seems at least, mm-hmm. and this is the end result. And it it just feels very honest. It, it it's interesting how it got piecemealed. I don't think you would see this piecemealed much. It wouldn't work most of the time right just because especially if you're dealing with so much down in the dirt kind of stuff um i like to think that there's two main sorts of depression one is the everything sucks and just nothingness basically mute sadness and then there's the other kind of everything sucks and i can't stop thinking about it and i think that's way more where this album fits in oh yeah 
there's just so much thoughts going on and like it sucks <laughs> like all of it is mm-hmm. it, it, all of, like a lot of it is just it, it sucks so much is going on right now mm-hmm. and so i feel like it's really good in that way of trying like it really encapsulates somebody trying to make sense of why is everything shitty right Bad. now yeah <laughs> that's fucking yeah perfect because i mean like it's it is kind of weird it's like watching a fight in front of you but it's like you don't want to look away it's absolutely that's insane all right so let's go into this album itself so it starts off with tender which we talked about briefly uh love that song good start to the album i think it kind of like leads you into what's going to be happening throughout this whole album certainly one of the most listenable songs (laughs) if it came down to it so and it doesn't even feel like it's seven almost eight minutes long yeah it's, I don't know, it's just like, I don't know if it's like that little somber tone that starts out the whole album that just like, it caught me and I'm just like, this is fucking amazing. It's a sad song, but it's still, it wanted me to listen to the rest of it. And I'll be honest, like, I listened to it once through and then I listened to Tender like 10 more times because I fucking, that's, uh, yeah, my favorite song on the album. It's, it's a very highlight track for me too. Right. But uh, let's look at the singles as well. So you got Tender, Coffee and TV, and I think the last one was No Distance Left to Run. Uh, and the thing about those is when you were picking out your favorite album or favorite songs, Tony, those three were on your list. Yeah. Um, I like those. I think they did a good job with that. Uh, Trim Trap was another one that just spoke to me. Like it had a good hook to it. I love Trim Trap. <laughs> I mean, in a... In a sad way but <laughs> it has a good hook to it and then it just you know it keeps you to it and then at the end like it just like it's that kind of like moment again where like it peaks and then like it just it's like a car crash type scenario like, yeah it, it starts out okay and then all of a sudden like bam mm-hmm. I, I like how it just it, it's, it keeps you it's another longer track that keeps my attention which is a lot to say yeah, um, yeah. for me <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I absolutely, like, uh, what about, uh, Coffee and TV? Like, you were talking about the music video earlier. Right. yeah. I want so, you to go in that a little bit. I mean, there isn't a whole lot to describe, but I feel like that's probably one of the more memorable things about, I mean, not the song itself, but, like, the little milk carton. You guys haven't seen it. No, <laughs> so, just describe it. All right. Describe it to people that haven't so seen it So is it an interpretive kind of video where it's not, like, the band playing, it's a story? Well, the band is in it, but what what it starts out with is it seems like Graham Coxon's like parents and his would be sister. Um, he's missing. He's on this milk curtain, and this little milk curtain with like eyes and a face goes looking for him. Takes it upon himself to go find Graham. So he goes walking around the city and like meets like this female milk curtain, and then she gets stomped on. Like all this like crazy <laughs> shit happens. Wow. And then he finds Graham like jamming with the bands in like this kind of basement setting, and then. Graham sees him, his picture on the milk carton and then goes home and that's kind of like the end of it. Like they're reunited. He drinks the milk and then tosses the milk away. And then the little milk guy comes out and waves and like, I, you know, see you later. I'm glad I could help. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then cool. falls back in the trash and he's reunited with the female milk carton oh, floating up to heaven. So. Well, that's, yeah. but nice that's little ending. A little quirky right. kind of video. I just... I'll, like when I was younger... Like, I couldn't get into that song. Mm. Like, I was saying that about, like, this album. Like, because I was looking for something, again, like, I heard Song 2, and I heard some other tracks. Some of them more, again, kind of poppy, catchy kind of tracks. And I was like, all right, like, I'll check out more of this. And I heard this, and, like, it, it was very mellow, and there wasn't anything too energetic. So I just kind of passed it up and only revisited it, like, 
some years into my 20s, I was yeah. like, oh, that's actually a really good song. Right. <laughs> Why did I pass that up? So. Well, you know, when we're younger, I don't know, like we're just assholes, so can't appreciate good music when it happens. That's well, it. That's teenaging. Teenaging. Which actually, <laughs> this song yeah, it's is too immature for, for that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, and it reminds me of just there's the kind of conventional thinking of young artists are good at poetry, older people are the ones that write novels, and I think it's because when you're older, you can attract, you can understand nuance and more harder feelings and like more specific ones, and you can listen to something that might be unpleasant of a subject but it puts it in such a way that you want to listen to it mm-hmm. when because like it's stuff like when i look at like lyrics of like older songs i knew when i was younger but then i didn't understand them then i read them now i was like wow i was an idiot <laughs> <laughs> this is plainly about this um so it kind of reminds me of just it, it is cool like that is one way that music uh can uh surprise you is well it's just how our tastes fucking change it's yeah. like how taste in general changes like when you like brussels sprouts when you're older or something absolutely <laughs> that hasn't happened yet <laughs> you don't like what brussels sprouts man no man if you cook them the right way they're fucking delicious roasted roast that shit oh, i thought he was just like yeah fuck you you roasted you gotta roast them yeah, i mean all like fuck you brussels you sprouts tell them they're shit you ain't nothing brussels sprouts shoes look like a fam brussels sprouts Bitch-ass. Okay, sorry. Anyways. Um, Bitch-ass so, Belshazzar. <laughs> Bitch-ass. <laughs> Bitch-ass. I'm like, oh, the babies are coming back in here. Let's fight them again. Uh, anyways, sorry. So uh, I guess going to like the end of the album, that's kind of where it all like ties together. Like, no distance left to run is kind of like, well, this is kind of like the end of the road here. Like, fucking, what do we do now with this tension and all this other bad stuff that's happened to us? Uh, and I feel, I don't know, I feel like the last song, how do you, how do you even say that? Optigan? Optigan? Is it a shape? I don't fucking know. I honestly don't <laughs> even remember that track. Like, it's No like, Distance Left to Run is like my last track. That's, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Optigan is just like a, a cool, smooth outro. I, I shouldn't yeah. even say smooth, it was just like a... It's just like a weird outro. Like the rest of the album, it's like just there's as still folks in it too. It's yeah. just it's kind of just. It's definitely like uh, it, but at the same time, it's seriously just like a weird outro that kind of sums up the rest of the album and how weird it was the whole time to listen to. Um, I guess since I'm going with a narrative on this one, for me that's kind of was like an epilogue, where life goes on after this. Right. Um, World keeps turning. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. Um, uh, I don't know if many people know this. I know Tony just found out today that uh, what's his name again? Steve. <laughs> I will punch you after we're done recording. Stevie Martini. Stevie Martini. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. God, the lead singer's name. <laughs> say it. Damon Albarn. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say Alton Brown. Alton Brown. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty close. Anyways, Damon Albarn is also the uh, lead singer for the Gorillas. And that's kind of uh, like, I think like creator. I don't oh, creator! Know if he's doing all the oh, folks. He does a lot of them. He might have. I don't know. I'm just. Is he one of the creators? I, I guess there's only like him and uh, the artist who actually did the album art yeah. that he lived with were oh. the first two to j- jump to create the concept. Okay. Wait, what, I completely dismissed what we were talking. We're about. talking about how he's the same <laughs> lead singer. It's okay, for I do that all Gorillas. the time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because <laughs> the guitar player, right? For I'm probably just repeating what you just said. 
Graham like introduced him to Jamie uh, Hewlett, who yeah. does shit like Tank Girl. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what. We're oh yeah, I was wondering right, why that right. looks so. And then they became roommates after him and Justine broke up. And actually, no distance left to run is actually perceived to be the kind of conclusion of their relationship. Or okay. Movie. Yeah. Well, I, we talked about that already too, Chris. Wow. Damn, Did you not listen at all? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Wow, that's Chris. impressive. That, like, that was that was like ten minutes ago. That's at me at my full power tune out. Yeah, I was gonna say that's him when he's like high on a couch. That's I'm, my Super I'm Saiyan sick. three tuning out. <laughs> We're gonna. <laughs> Chris is like, you're on the show. You're not even paying One attention. One day, Chris, no. I hope to blank out on a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You do it every week. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that's behind the scenes. <laughs> We'll just cut that part and add it to it. No, no, nah, man. No, we're gonna we're gonna increase it by ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely gonna just keep it in there. Oh man, damn, Chris. Glad we had this loser on. <laughs> Chris, you're very important to us. You help us out a lot. You you're gonna be great, on our show. You are an incredible loser. Yes. Thanks, guys. Because we are also incredible losers as well. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense that you're here. Okay, honestly. Um, all right, so what Honestly, is... Get your shit, get your shit together. I was like, shit. I'm going to I will fucking end you. We're going to podcast in this countdown again. I swear to God, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Anyways, yes. I mean, all right. Still, let's take fine. We got a good album to listen to while it happens. That's very true. Uh, what, are, what were your favorite sections in this album, or one favorite section that you had in this album? favorite section yeah like um just portion of the yeah album. like was there a song that you thought like from track like three to six do you think that was the best part of it is there like like songs that really stuck out to you uh in general that really connected and like one whole piece so i do like one through three so tender Bugman, coffee and tv yeah I'm not a fan of Swamp Song. It was initially supposed to be a B-side, and honestly, I feel like it would have been better as one. But I get why they included it. Okay. There's no harm in it. Yeah. But it doesn't. It just kind of drones on a bit too much, and not in like a spacey kind of way. It's just there, and it keeps on going. <laughs> so like, I'm alright <laughs> yeah. with it, but like, that's not a. It's like a pee break song for you. Like if you're listening I mean, to an album, right? <laughs> I mean, I could pause it, but that works too. <laughs> um, 1992, like that's all right. Like that's apparently something that they found. Hence why it's called 1992. Like right. it was an oh, earlier recording. Oh, okay. Um, I like it. Picks up again for me at like battle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mellow song and trailer park. Like again, I get it. it. Just, but it's that kind of drifting kind of thing. Which is again, this is why I had. Sp- such an issue not an issue but like problems listening to it when i was younger mm-hmm. like i feel like i have to like be like lying on a bed or something like that to process the album in its entirety mm-hmm. you know to give it a full listen yeah. and appreciate it i think for the somewhat downward spiral it kind of is yeah. in a way so um but i love caramel and i love trim trab and no distance left to run like i feel like that's Again, I, I agree with Tony. Um, it, it does feel like the proper conclusion to the album, like song-wise. Um, and that's kind of how it flows for me. So it starts out really interesting. Doesn't dip necessarily in quality, but just how much I'm inclined to listen to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't find myself going to, again, listen to 1992 just or Swamp Song. Mm. I'm never inclined to listen to it. That was it. <laughs> I feel like I was going to elaborate further, but that's all good. I already did, so. It's like with 
music and then like movies too if the beginning's good and the ending's good you might forget the murky middle <laughs> didn't you i think this kind of reminds me of it was uh um v for vendetta that's what because you brought you brought that up in like an earlier podcast and you mm-hmm. that's exactly how you described it I don't like that movie still, though. Yeah, well... But I understand when people like it, because it does have a good beginning and a good end. I just cannot stand that middle. (laughs) Now, is there, like, a section of songs that you like, Tony? Or were you kind of, like, going off of what Chris was saying there, too? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is dense. That's a really good word. You know, like, people love to call something dense. Well, this is dense. It's an egg that you... Or a nut you might not crack right away. Mm -hmm. Um, It takes a few listens, but it's... Does that great job of bringing you in, yeah, and it does take you out, and then you, I think it's one of those that will you'll discover more and more, especially when you have longer tracks. Mm-hmm. You gotta listen to tracks like that more than once because you got to see why. It's like why um, is it that fucking long? Or yeah, why did they not split this up? Um, just because I mean, for a lot of guitar-based music, you know, you got the formula of give them a hook, give them some cool things, and get your way out of there, get another song going. So when a band, again, that's not like a metal band where that genre lends itself more to, like, really opening it up, mm-hmm. it's like, so what are they doing? Why are they making seven-minute songs now? And so it's in, it, it, it's one of those, if you want to understand it more, you got to play it more than once. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, especially to understand the That's what happened. That's why, like, that's why I feel like I went so in-depth with this kind of thing, realizing, like, it's about three things in this album. And I, I know I've, I've said, I'm feeling like a broken record like right now because I've been talking about how it's like the breakup, the hair, the drugs, and then the fucking tension between the band. And, like, just to, that's what Tony was saying, is, like, just, get re, like, Going, oh, fuck. Okay, my, my mind is going just, fuck. just going fuck. My mind is getting blown right now because, like, he summed it up perfectly. Because, and like I said before, like, tender is about the breakup, uh, 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 battle is about the tension, and then uh, caramel is about, like, the drugs. And I think that that sums up perfectly what Tony said, too. Um, going to my favorite section, I actually really enjoy, besides tender, absolutely the favorite song in the album, tender. Uh, I really enjoy, well, I could say, I'm going to spell it out, B-L-U-R-E-M-E, or E-M-I. I, I, I like that song because it has a cool energy to it. It's like a weird psychedelic kind of thing. And that's where I kind of had a weird, like, butthole surfers vibe um, to it. <clears throat> but then that little uh, downtime in, in that song, leading into battle, like, that kind of got me, like, like, here's a bunch of energy in the beginning of the song, then it like stops into this light piano music, and then it goes into this tension-filled song called Battle. Loved it. I fucking love the feeling that I got from listening to those two songs together. Uh, it was great. Yeah. I was just thinking about how good it'd be if we were able to cut out the part where you said surfers, and it just says it makes you think of butthole. <laughs> makes me think of butthole. <laughs> <laughs> makes me think of butthole just butthole like I kept listening but I just kept going back to makes me feel like butthole <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah you get like a lot of different vibes from this album and it's pretty it's pretty great do you wanna do you wanna throw Chris into the fire right now and give him some fucking hyper yes we're gonna introduce you to our new section that you might also <laughs> score music for when we ask you nicely but <laughs> please be prepared because this is the questions where we're going to grill you. Very specifically. I'm an intense guy. Go for it. <laughs> Sounds like Welcome it. to Hyper Specific. 
Bum bum bum. Hi Bruce, Mr. Frick. <laughs> that's our own. That's our own. Thing. That's our own theme for that section until we can make one ourselves. Like Nickelodeon, where I went a trip to space camp after. No. For participating. I mean, yes. Sweet. Just. Okay. <laughs> You're really ruining this moment right now, Chris. I feel oh, bad about this first on. question because it basically means like, how depressed are yeah, you? Yeah, I was going to say this album is not that good. This question. Have at it. I'm I'm ready for whatever you got. Oh God, we're about to be really sad. With That's whatever it. Chris <laughs> picks. That's all right. Just want you know I love my family. <laughs> this isn't. This album's not great for this question. But we're gonna go with it. Tell my wife I love her. She knows. She knows that. She knows. Yeah, Hyper specific. Bum bum bum. Just kidding. I'm not married. I'm gonna die now. Jesus. I thought that's the direction we were going. I didn't even kind of, but just like, wait. Just get the question out there before he keeps going. <laughs> oh, so I'm saying, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you had to pick from this album what song most explains your 2019 so far, what one is it? Bum, bum, uh, oh, actually, you know what? Coffee and TV, just based on the oh, title. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't, uh, right. Take away the TV part and replace it with a monitor, I guess, because yeah. my TV just plays a Roku screensaver, but um, yeah. Drink a fuck ton of coffee. Now carry on. Oh wow! Next, please. That was well. That was fucking easy. Well, hold on, Tony. You got an answer for that one? Uh, this, oh, is it just for Chris? Uh, I mean, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> actually, we could, but no. Okay, fine. Just, just <laughs> let's Chris. Get, let's get just him. get Chris. We got him. All right. Uh, is there a song on here that you feel uh, lays bare that the uh, that this was one of the sample uh, same people go to go on to make the gorillas? Where's the gorilla's influence? Yeah, where's the yeah? I fucked up that question super bad. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's <laughs> all good. Um, it's. I don't think there's a particular track. I'm going to say. I'm gonna say. Oh dang! I'm gonna say Bugman. Oh, I don't know. Really? I don't know. Bugman still feels pretty blurred. Maybe Caramel, just because like some of the. I was gonna go with Battle. Metal. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like they all. Are, it's it's tough because Damon's voice is like it's right. not. It's not unique per se, but like it's distinct. You can always tell that's Damon Albarn. Wow, he's uh, pissed that you said that. Mm. Well, I mean, I if he kidding. hears it, that's great. <laughs> so. Hey, Damon, love your work. <laughs> man, you would shit your pants if he was just like, hey, man, heard what you said about my voice. <laughs> Think it's not too unique, you little bitch. Woo-hoo. That's him talking to you. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, are we going back to song sorry. number two? Okay. <laughs> All right, uh, last question. Here we go. Think about this one real hard. Well, I was gonna do feel good ink, and then I realized I just did song. Oh, I, so thought, you did, I, I thought you did song. No, 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 no I did. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, time to do feel good. Abort, abort. We'll do this one instead. All right, all right. That, that, that was my brain. What, what track? I pushed the first guy out the fucking plane and forgot to tell him what to do, and then the next guy's like, number two. Here you go. Oh fuck! I didn't give him a shoot. Damn. Anyways, uh, what track would you trust to do your taxes? You heard the question. What? You heard the question. Taxes. Who's doing your taxes? Oh, I did. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> no time Wait, has passed since we initially asked the question. Song by song is doing my taxes? Yeah, which song is doing your taxes? Which one do you trust? This is hyper-specific. <laughs> <laughs> Chris really taking the time to think about this one. Fuck, I was, was going to remember to use the right, the right form. Think about that. The song is about breakups and drugs 
and tension. Which what? one's doing your taxes, Chris? No distance left to run. I was going to say, I <laughs> just thought does, about does that. Does that mean that it's done with my taxes? I guess so. Cool. Yeah. Carry on, then. Let's carry on. That's good. He, he has his CPA, so we're good. It's <laughs> like, know what that is. Yup, that's exactly <laughs> what that is. I know what that is. Totally, I'm a tax pro. I feel like I should give Bugman a shot, though. But in the song, they tell him not to go to the Bugman. Huh? They, they say it in the song. They're just like... We'll try not to visit my I know, bug man. but that's the thing. Like, I feel like he's not been given a fair chance. Yeah. They just might go to if him, he, too, because he has a lot of clients. Just don't go to him. It's going to take a while. But if you want things done right, then go to the bug man. Go to the bug man. <laughs> and that's where we leave it. Uh, okay. Before we go, before we finish up this whole episode here, which has been actually pretty awesome, uh, what is your favorite track on the album? One track. Uh, it's tough. Um... I'm going to go with Caramel. Caramel. Cool. Caramel and why? Um, I... <laughs> I, I, need you to, I need you to say more words so I can play the song underneath. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, here we go. Uh, it's um, super mellow. It's super depressing, like the rest of the album. <laughs> but, oh, wow. But no, no, it's... 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 it's I don't want to say it's pleasant because it's not, but I mean, it's... It sounds pleasant. The meaning behind it's yeah, not pleasant. Um... I, it just, it feels, I don't know how to describe it in words. <laughs> it puts tragedy, it puts tragedy or depression in a beautiful way, which is the whole point of this thing. Yeah. is why it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I already told Ben, I'm like, I don't know how many times I'm ever going to listen to this again, which already made him mad. But yep. what it reminds me of <laughs> is a really good movie that is depressing where I'm like, at the end, I'm like, wow, that was good. Yeah. I'm never going to watch it again. Exactly. No, I, I completely <laughs> understand. And it's the same issue I was talking about before. Like, I never feel inclined to listen to many of the songs from the album other than kind of the singles. I mean, I do mm-hmm. like Caramel, and I have listened to that on many occasions. Same thing with Trim Trap, et cetera, uh, et cetera. But, like, the middle of it, like, I just never feel like ever bringing it up. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. And I there's quality there, et cetera. I just... I never feel like listening to it, though. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, Tony, what's your favorite track on the album? Uh, Tenders. Beautifully orchestrated, I think. Just like you like it. Oh, absolutely. So I guess I could just go off of your answer because, like, I'm going to play that song underneath. And it's just a great introduction to the whole album itself. Kind of giving you a hint of what you're going into. Like, I feel like the like Tender and then the last song are actually pretty good beginnings and endings mm-hmm. of this whole thing. Uh... And yeah, Tender, absolutely my favorite track on this album. Uh, Chris, give us an album that you think people would enjoy if they enjoy this album. So that's actually really tough because it's a really kind of out there album. Mm-hmm. It is. So I had to think about it. Yeah, it took me a bit too. I went between a couple albums. I mean, I'm proud of both of you because I did a poor job. I can only think of, <laughs> well, just listen to more Blur, but I feel like that's a cop out <laughs> and I can't do it. Did you pick a Gorillaz album? No, no, okay, no. Cool. Um, <laughs> If you like kind of abstract stuff, I'd say go with like Bjork or something like that. I, I mean, or like Amon Tobin for like the electronics and stuff. Oh, shit. But okay. like, I feel like it's really hard to like pin down another album that gives a similar vibe that's at least that I would know of without really kind of digging for it. Yeah. So just because of, again, like it's, it's hard to pin it down as a kind of album. It's just a bunch of. Well orchestrated noise, I guess you could say. <laughs> like, and 
depressing tones and it's i don't know it's tough okay all right fair it is fair tony what you got Good. I'm went with you. Or you uh, Try again. Take two. I was in another dimension. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. back. Um, Thank you. Sorry. Thank you for coming back. Portal jumping. Um, I was worried about. I'm glad you had me go next because I cheated a little bit. You cheated a little I bit. I didn't go exactly with 13. I just went with Blur in general. And listen to Manic Street Preachers. I've actually never gone past their collection of singles. They just, they've released a collection of singles at some point. I've never actually gone past that because it's always been what I need from them. Mm-hmm. So check out Manic Street Preachers, specifically their singles collection. All right. Gives you the skinny on actually a pretty good band. I know. I like extra preachers. Like people know of them, but yeah. I don't feel that they got listened to enough. Dig it. I'll check that out too. My God. I think they're one of those things if people get into them, they super get into them. Right. Except for me, it was only listened to the singles collection. <laughs> the singles one. <laughs> um, my, my album that I think would, uh, that other people would like, that I think, if they like this album, would be Independent Worm Saloon by the Butthole Surfers. Because uh, I feel like, uh, it was actually also, uh, it came out during the same time. And mm, that's kind of yeah. funny how that works out. Uh, and it was actually uh, produced by John Paul Jones, which is the basis for Led Zeppelin. Basis slash keyboardist. Led Zeppelin. Um, that song, th- that album had a lot of weird songs and makes you kind of feel weird, and uneasy. And I feel like it did the same thing. I, th- I feel like that album does the same thing as Thirteen does. Uh, Thirteen might have more meanings behind their songs, whereas the Butthole Surfers uh, used to change their name uh, for their band every time they played a show until, for some reason, they got loved and they just went with the Butthole Surfers. So it, it just kind of like had that weird, uneasy feeling. So. I'm gonna go with that one, and uh, wow, that's uh, that's our show. That's some good stuff right there, Chris. Before we before we let you go, I gotta force you into uh, 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 fucking giving yourself some promo here. So tell the people what you've done. Fucking plug it. Plug what you've been doing. That's me plugging in something. That's us plugging in Chris because he's not saying anything. Fucking. Chris, fucking plug in. He actually has cool things. He does cool Guys, things. Guys, it's cool. He does cool things. Chris, say some goddamn words. <laughs> Might be going on a Wisconsin death trip soon. Oh, any hints there? It's very clever how you work that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's worked with Static X. Jesus Christ, say other things about what you're doing. What are the projects that you're working on? I mean, that's mostly it at the moment. But <laughs> what mean, have you done? Oh. Jesus. Some, some stuff. I don't know. What? I don't know what to Plug say. your shit. What Just bands th- have you worked with, son? None. You have worked with bands? <laughs> I hate you so much. Synergy 67. Hey, Marius. <laughs> okay, there that's was more. Where, that's where I peaked, though. That's where <laughs> You work with Static X? You know, guess what? I peaked at no bands. Yeah, no band has ever no even band. talked to me. All I did was some visual effects stuff. I didn't, like, you still... T- oh, my God. I hate you right now. You're making this I the hardest. No. <laughs> don't make me do this. Just do it quick. Just plug your shit real quick. But I don't have anything to plug. I'm not... Plug what you've done. Nope. Wow, what a fucker. All right, all right. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you go see uh, the Static X Wisconsin Death Trip kind of reunion sort of Wayne Tribute tour... 
Um, I'm working on the live show. So if you see the LED screens in the background, I did that stuff. So or at least Fuck was yeah. a main contributor. So there we go. There it is. Wow, that took fucking five minutes to get you to say that little bit right there. Jesus Christ. Anyways, thanks for being on the show, Chris. <laughs> Delighted. Deli- know, Chris, I think that was the perfect way to plug. God. Yeah, leave leave everyone leave everyone wanting more. I want him to come back Chris will someday. Come back. Chris will come back someday. So I'm not going to yell at him. Get your tickets now. I'll still, are selling out. I'll still, I'll still. And he's talking about Static X and the Wisconsin Death Trip Tour. That's actually. No, he's talking about the recording next time he records. Next time. <laughs> Yeah, selling we have, seats. We're selling seats. We have about uh, let's see, two available in here. You can maybe lay on a couch, maybe. Anyways, wow, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> well, this has been another awesome episode of Not Exactly Radio. Don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We got all our awesome things there. We got stickers. Got them stickers. We're actually uh, Tony. We just signed up for which which two other places? We have been approved. We are now on. Tune in. You might ask yourself, what's tune in? I don't really know either, but we're there. And also, more importantly, something I have heard of, we are on Stitcher, which um, they do have copy for us to read if we wanted to. Oh, for Um, real? They didn't send it specifically to us. It's just on their website. Okay. They'll they'll never talk to us. But um, (laughs) we are on Stitcher, and maybe next time you can listen to Ben read their promotional material. Hey, I might do it. That sounds a lot of fun. Anyways, this is another episode of Not Exactly Radio. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, we appreciate you showing up. This is uh, this is Benny K. And this is Tony, just Tony. Tony? I, I don't know what I would. I, I was going to do ragtime, then I forgot they don't sing. <laughs> what about the piano? Anyways, sorry. <laughs> this is Not Exactly Radio. Signing out. See you next time. Bye-bye. I trust